O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpokah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, December 29th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there. But there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Va'era, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 7, 8-8-6 Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh speaks to you and says, Produce your marvel, you shall say to Abram, Take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh. It shall turn into a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh and did just as Hashem had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod in the presence of Pharaoh and his courtiers, and it turned into a serpent. Then Pharaoh, for his part, summoned the wise men and the sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians, in turn did the same with their spells. Each cast down his rod, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed their rods. Yet Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he did not heed them, as Hashem had said. And Hashem said to Moses, Pharaoh is stubborn, he refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning, as he is coming out to the water, and station yourself before him at the edge of the Nile, taking with you the rod that turned into a snake. And say to him, Hashem, 
The God of the Hebrews sent me to you to say, Let my people go, that they may worship me in the wilderness. But you have paid no heed until now. Thus says Hashem, By this you shall know that I am Hashem. See, I shall strike the water in the Nile with the rod that is in my hand, and it will be turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile will die. The Nile will stink, so that the Egyptians will find it impossible to drink the water of the Nile. And Hashem said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your rod and hold out your arm over the waters of Egypt, its rivers, its canals, its ponds, all its bodies of water, that they may turn to blood. There shall be blood throughout the land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and stone. Moses and Aaron did just as Hashem commanded. He lifted up the rod and struck the water in the Nile in the sight of Pharaoh and his courtiers, and all the water in the Nile was turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile died. The Nile stank, so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile, and there was blood throughout the land of Egypt. But when the Egyptian magicians did the same with their spells, Pharaoh's heart stiffened, and he did not heed them as Hashem had spoken. Pharaoh turned and went into his palace, paying no regard even to this. And all the Egyptians had to dig round about the Nile for drinking water, because they could not drink the water of the Nile. When seven days had passed after Hashem struck the Nile, Hashem said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says Hashem, Let my people go, that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, then I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs, and they shall come up and enter your palace, your bedchamber, and your bed, the houses of your courtiers, and your people, and your ovens, and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come up on you, and on your people, and on all your courtiers. And Hashem said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Hold out your arm with the rod over the rivers, the canals, and the ponds, and bring up the frogs on the land of Egypt. Aaron held out his arm over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same with their spells, and brought frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron, and said, Plead with Hashem to remove the frogs from me and my people, and I will let your people go to sacrifice to Hashem. Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have this triumph over me, for what time shall I plead in behalf of you and your courtiers and your people, that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses to remain only in the Nile? Or tomorrow, he replied. And Moses said, As you say, that you may know that there is none like Hashem our God. Zechariah 14, 1-21 Lo, a day of Hashem is coming when your spoil shall be divided in your very midst. For I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem for war. The city shall be captured, the houses plundered, and the women violated. And a part of the city shall go into exile. But the rest of the population shall not be uprooted from the city. Then Hashem will come forth and make war on those nations, as he is wont to make war on a day of battle. 
On that day he will set his feet on the Mount of Olives near Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall split across from east to west, and one part of the mount shall shift to the north and the other to the south, a huge gorge. And the valley and the hills shall be stopped up, for the valley of the hills shall reach only to Azal. It shall be stopped up, as it was stopped up as a result of the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. And Hashem my God with all the holy beings will come to you. In that day there shall be neither sunlight nor cold moonlight, but there shall be a continuous day, only Hashem knows when, of neither day nor night, and there shall be light at eventide. In that day fresh water shall flow from Jerusalem, part of it to the eastern sea and part to the western sea throughout the summer and winter. And Hashem shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Hashem with one name. Then the whole country shall become like the Arabah, from Geba to Rimnon, south of Jerusalem. The latter, however, shall perch high up where it is, and shall be inhabited, from the gate of Benjamin to the site of the old gate, down to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's winepress. Never again shall destruction be decreed, and Jerusalem shall dwell secure. As for those peoples that warred against Jerusalem, Hashem will smite them with his plague. Their flesh shall rot away while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall rot away in their sockets, and their tongues shall rot away in their mouths. In that day a great panic from Hashem shall fall upon them, and everyone shall snatch at the hand of another, and everyone shall raise his hand against everyone else's hand. Judah shall join the fighting in Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the nations round about, vast quantities of gold, silver, and clothing shall be gathered in. The same plague shall strike the horses, the mules, the camels, and the donkeys. The plague shall affect all the animals in those camps. All who survive of all those nations that came up against Jerusalem shall make a pilgrimage year by year to bow low to the King, Lord of Hosts, Yahweh Saviot, and to observe the festival of Sukkot. Any of the earth's communities that does not make the pilgrimage to Jerusalem to bow low to the King, Lord of Hosts, shall receive no rain. However, if the community of Egypt does not make this pilgrimage, it shall not be visited by the same affliction with which Hashem will strike the other nations that do not come up to observe the festival of Sukkot. Such shall be the punishment of Egypt and of all other nations that do not come up to observe the festival of Sukkot. In that day even the bells on the horses shall be inscribed holy to Hashem. The metal pots in the house of Hashem shall be like the basins before the altar. Indeed, every metal pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holy to the Lord of hosts. And all those who sacrifice shall come and take of these to boil their sacrificial meal in. In that day there shall be no more traitors in the house of the Lord of hosts.
Revelation 20, 1-15 And I, John, saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yeshua, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Yeshua a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Yeshua, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night for ever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead which were judged, out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Psalm 148, 1-14 Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all stars of light. Praise him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He has also established them for ever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapors, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all his hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, 
kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 31, 8-9 Open your mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 7 and 8, and then we're going to jump into Zechariah chapter 14. And in Exodus chapter 7, starting in verse 8, we see how Hashem, the Lord, Yahweh, Yeshua, is instructing Moses and Aaron about how to deal with Pharaoh. And so the first thing that Moses does is he throws down his rod, his staff, in the presence of Pharaoh, and it turns into a serpent. But then his wise men and the sorcerers of Egypt did the same thing with their spells. But then going on in chapter 7, verse 17, it is written, Thus says Hashem, By this you shall know that I am Hashem. See, I shall strike the water in the Nile with the rod that is in my hand, and it will be turned into blood. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The first two of the ten plagues that Hashem inflicts upon Egypt specifically affect the Nile. When describing the attack on the Nile, Ezekiel says, Thus says Hashem, I am going to deal with you, O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, mighty monster, sprawling in your channels, who said, My Nile is my own. I made it for myself. That's from Ezekiel 29, verse 3. Unlike Eretz Israel, which is dependent upon rainwater, Egypt has the Nile as a reliable water source, and that is the key to its economic success. Since the Egyptians did not require rain, they saw themselves as self-sufficient and not dependent on God for their sustenance. Consequently, Hashem struck the Nile first. By contrast, the land of Israel has no such water source and therefore its inhabitants are aware of their dependence on God and forge a relationship with Him through their daily prayers for rain. This spiritual relationship is built into the very geography of Eretz Israel, in contrast with its neighbors. Now let's jump into Zechariah chapter 14. And in this chapter we see the Lord returning and his feet touching down on the Mount of Olives. Now, in the Israel Bible translation, which I read from today, it speaks of Hashem, but this is actually Yeshua, who is returning, and his feet touched down upon the Mount of Olives. In verses 6 and 7, it says, In that day there shall be neither sunlight nor cold moonlight, but there shall be a continuous day. 
only the Lord knows when, of neither day nor night, and there shall be light at eventide. So when Yeshua returns, he is returning as a mighty warrior. And these two verses are describing a day that is coming where there will be neither night nor day. This is similar to the long, long day that Joshua prayed for and asked for. He asked for extra sunlight so they could finish the battle against the enemy, and the Lord gave him extra hours of daylight, and it was an exceptionally long day. Verses 8 and 9. In that day it shall be that living water shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and half toward the western sea. In both summer and winter it shall occur. And the Lord, Yeshua, shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be the Lord is one and his name one. So... That is a very significant verse, because God is one. God the Father, God the Son, they are one. We see, even in their names, the same root word, Yahweh and Yahshua. The Father and the Son, they are one. And right now, many of the Jewish people Uh, they know and understand and they follow and they worship the Father and they call him Hashem to protect his holy name. They don't want to say the name Yahweh. But they don't know or understand that Yeshua is his son and that they are one. And that Yeshua will be king over all the earth. And that in that day there shall be one God with one name. So that will be an amazing day to see when it is revealed to all of his followers who he is and that he is one. So let's go back to verse 4. On that day, he, who's he, Yeshua, will set his feet on the Mount of Olives near Jerusalem on the east, and and the Mount of Olives shall split across from east to west, and one part of the mount shall shift to the north and the other to the south. A huge gorge. So the Mount of Olives is going to be split in two. And Yeshua will return. His feet will touch down on the Mount of Olives. It will split in two. And then he will enter into Jerusalem through the eastern gate. Now, I've been to Israel several times. And I've been up to the Mount of Olives, and there is an ancient olive grove there. And from the olive garden near the Mount of Olives, you can see clearly the eastern gate of the old city. It is a double arch, and it's been bricked up, walled up. You cannot enter into the old city through the eastern gate. It's bricked up. And a cemetery has been placed in front of it. The Arabs know the prophecy that Yeshua is going to return and come back through the eastern gate. And so, in an effort to try to prevent or block this prophecy from being fulfilled, they've walled it up and they've put a cemetery in front of it, a graveyard. And if a person walks through a graveyard, it makes them unclean, according to the scriptures. So they think, well, if Yeshua comes to this graveyard 
and tries to enter in through the eastern gate, this will make him unclean, as though that is somehow going to stop Yeshua from returning. Let's continue on in chapter 14, verse 16. Um, Well, let's back up. At verse 14, Judah shall join the fighting in Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the nations round about, vast quantities of gold, silver, and clothing, shall be gathered in. The same plague shall strike the horses, the mules, the camels, and the donkeys. The plague shall affect all the animals in those camps. Verse 16, All who survive of all those nations that came up against Jerusalem shall make a pilgrimage year by year to bow low to the king. Yahweh Savayot, and to observe the festival of Sukkot. Or to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And so it's saying that basically all the families, all the nations, all the tribes of the earth will come to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles Verse 17, and whichever families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, Yeshua, on them there will be no rain. So this is basically telling us that we're going to be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles during the 1,000-year reign of Yeshua when he comes back as a mighty warrior and deals with Israel's enemies. So if we're going to be keeping Sukkot then, during the thousand-year reign, don't you think it's a good idea that we be doing it now and get into the habit of it and get into the practice of it and rehearse? Because you see, the spring feasts are all about the first coming of Yeshua, and he fulfilled Passover in every detail. He was the Passover lamb that took away the sins of the world. And the fall feasts are all about his second coming. And they are yet to be fulfilled. He has not returned yet, but he will. So that concludes the book of Zechariah. And it's very hopeful because the very first feast that we will be celebrating as we step over the line into the 1,000 year rule and reign of Yeshua will be Sukkot or Feast of Tabernacles. I look forward to that day. Have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.
the Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.